What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Outs Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to dancer, choreographer and creative Amy Allen. Amy has worked for Jason Derulo, Usher, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, Sierra, Neo, Beyonce, Missy Elliott, Aaliyah, Britney Spears, Alicia Keys and many, many more. It is unreal how many people she has worked with. And I'm lucky enough that I got to pick her brain. Not only does she tell us about her journey and how she got into dance, we get to ask her some great questions. We ask her what kind of uh, skills she looks for in dancers and what other qualities she looks for in dancers when hiring them. I hope you enjoy. And Amy Allen. Hey! hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It's been way too long. I'm really good. You know? What you been up to? How have you been? Self-isolating? Uh, uh well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, I go out every single day, uh-huh. you know. I'm, I'm so into being outside and grounding. And I thought of you this morning when I went and worked out because yeah. I did one of Athlean X's yes. workouts this morning. So I was like, ah, yeah, yes. Nice. I, I, didn't, you know? I didn't do a proper workout today. I'm learning how to tap dance. I've never done it before. So I've been doing it for two weeks. So I'm like like so special when it comes to it you know you're like you look at something and i'm like i love that it's all cool footwork like i'm gonna be able to do this it's ridiculous how bad i am <laughs> like <laughs> so so every day i'm trying to do at least an hour so I did that today and then i learned like a jazz funk routine from my friend ricky jinx who's incredible but it's just not how i move you know what i mean so my body's like ah so i'm trying to be productive and do the things that i wouldn't normally do in day-to-day life Absolutely. You know what I mean? So instead of tra- and I did a two mile run, so I did do a bit of training, but nothing like I would normally do, I guess. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, le- you know, doing. Sorry, I'm okay. turning up my volume. Um, just like learning a new skill and doing something different is always like so much fun and yeah. so rewarding. And especially because I feel like it's the first time in probably ten years where I've actually got like a, I can dedicate time every single day to do it, and it's like before it'd be like you know you understand when you're juggling rehearsals you have to prioritize what you're going to give your spare non-work time to do in so normally mine would be like well i have to go to the gym because that's part of the gig like i have to exercise or take class so i would never really invest in learning new things that i'm probably not going to make money on 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Whereas this for me is a passion. Like it's a, it's a hobby. I'm not, well, I would love to one day get paid to tap dance, but I can't see that <laughs> happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know. You, you never know. There'll be that commercial that you end up booking and they're like, yeah. well, you can do a time step. And you're yeah. like, that's, that's the one move yeah, I, can, I can do a time step. Yeah. That's it. Just I, don't I, ask me for anything else. I've got that down. I can backflip out of it. So I can double up if you need, you know, like. See, there you work. go. No, absolutely it's good it's it's good times i'm embracing it i feel like everyone's saying how like oh i hate it i'm so bored and i'm like yo only boring people get bored come on like make the most of this time right well i mean i personally like spend a lot of time by myself anyways mm -hmm. like that's just me and my nature and i do a lot of things outside of the industry so for me it wasn't a whole lot of difference mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so, but yeah, I'm definitely more like the glass is half full instead of half empty. So Me I'm too. trying to like, yeah, make do and figure things out and, and try new things. Where are you in LA? I'm in LA. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's, it's okay there. I guess you've got space to like go outside and like not be too close to people. Like I don't live in London, so I live in like the countryside. So for me, I, I've got loads of space. Like when I go outside, right. it's like, you don't go near other people really, but it's my friends that are in London I care for. Cause I'm like, damn, you go out the door and you're bumping into another door. Like, <laughs> you know, there's no escape. So yeah. lo lockdown serious there. Right. Yeah, no, we def I definitely get out and about here and get in nature and at least, you know, I try, my, my goal has been to every single day go out and stand barefoot on the ground. Oh, dope. why'd you do that? Um, well, A, you know, you just hear so much about grounding and all the benefits of it, and especially with your immune system. Uh -huh. um, and I think that right now, building up the immune system obviously is key. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, and it was just something I wanted to like challenge myself with uh, and see if that, if I could do it and keep to it. And, and, and for the most part, I have. Do you I've feel been, like staying with it. Do you feel benefits from it? Absolutely. Um, I, not the benefits that. Mm. Sleep patterns, no, not mm. so much. But um, I tend to be really, really cold all the time. Yeah, I and, remember um, you in rehearsals when you were here. You had like hoodies on hoodies, constantly freezing. Exactly. And I actually made myself go out on those days that it was actually cold here and I went barefoot mm -hmm. and my body just started warming up. And yeah. I've noticed like a, a big difference in how warm I am now. I Clearly, like I'm in a sarong. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> but, you know? But, but you are in LA. <laughs> like, you are in LA. True. But even in LA, like I still like, I'm cold you i mean everyone just knows i'm the one that has the full jacket on when we're on set just everyone else will be sweating and hot and i'm not 100 percent. that's dope i saw a video of omarion hugging a tree yesterday or dancing in the tree kind of doing the same thing is like you get energy from the tree or from oxygen or something like that yo marty said what's up amy hope you're well oh hey what's up <laughs> yeah, I, I saw can't him, like I gotta get in real close because I don't have my glasses on. I can't see. <laughs> I saw him like hugging a tree, and he was like, "You get energy from the tree," and I was like, oh, "I don't know if I want to try that." But <laughs> I've I've definitely done that. Um, my only um, 
hesitation is you know i have a big huge fear of bugs yeah so and it's my luck that they always they find me so i have to like examine the tree first um but even still then i usually end up getting like attacked by some bug some spider and whatever yeah. but yeah I, I definitely tried that as well um because of, of, of my my health coach and nutritionist she told me about a tree that she hugged on her journey the whole time and um her, her the her story i didn't really like her ending of it the tree actually <laughs> died but she actually cured herself from cancer so she oh, wow. said like the tree kind of like helped in taking all of that um i noticed that when the tree that i was hugging for a while when i was doing it is now like huge and <laughs> i can't even get to the tree and i was like Okay, so am I giving like am I giving you my energy? Like wait, but it, this is working opposite. I thought so, I needed well, cat naps. Like, right? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Have you been working at all in this time? Um, I have not well, I've been like doing little more administrative stuff and helping with like castings and stuff like that. Um and then I just finished up a two week online program though. Yeah. How's that going? So, I, I, sorry, um, I, Kate, Marty just threatened me. Payback is coming. So he did a chat last night, and he was saying that he would never wear Skechers, like Skecher trainers on his feet. He'd never wear them. And I said, what if they offered you a deal, you know, and you got loads of money? And he was like, no. So then I made a picture of him with some Skechers on and sent it to oh, Tony Bellissimo. No. So the wars began. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so you're, you said that you've been doing some online stuff, your online training. I went on your website and you offer mentoring now, right? Correct. So what, yeah. do, what do you, because obviously at the moment, um, an intensive is the new cool thing to do as opposed to just like taking class like we did before intensives came around. Um, what, 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 what do you offer with your, like with your, I guess, mentoring? Because a lot of the intensives I see, it's just like an intense period of time of, taking class or training and I'm like well they could just take your class for a long bunch of time to get the same thing or you know it's just vigorous dancing um what what do you offer that's different than just taking a class then um well I actually stay with you mm -hmm. for a long extended period of time I personally like my month-long program so I literally spend a whole entire month with you Sick. so I get to be a pain in your butt <laughs> nice. for a month. Um, this one was only a two week, two week long one. Um, so I was kind of like testing it out. And I, I was also testing out the fact of it being online and how I like that and how I was able to still incorporate the stuff that I do. Um, I actually completely lo I loved it. Mm -hmm. So loved it. But yeah, I really like to a help people out in their journey and like be there as they go. I though also like to see change. Like I like to see whatever hard work they've put in. I like to see a result, whether that's in the dancing or on the business side, like that's huge for me. Mm -hmm. um, but also I think the mentoring really kind of started because, you know, I, I was blessed with like the most phenomenal mentors ever in life. Like, yeah, amazing. And, um, and I always used to like, try to get them to like teach a class or do this, you know? And, and then I realized, but yet they, they passed along the knowledge to me. Mm -hmm. 
but yet I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything with it. I mean, yeah, if you were around when I'm sitting on set, yeah, I'm talk, 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 mm -hmm. talk, but I wasn't doing anything with it. So that's when I was like, well, I think that, that, you know, out of respect for what they, they gave to me, I need to pass that along. And then, and then at the same time, like I'm a firm believer in like, I like to tell people about my mistakes because yeah. I don't want you to do them. Mm -hmm. Like if, if I have someone telling me about their mistakes, I'm less likely most of the time to repeat those yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Someone else has figured out, you know, uh -huh. sometimes you just need that brick to hit you in the head, but Hey, I try to, you know, help yes. out and pack along the stuff that I've learned. Do you do other stuff besides just dance and work stuff? Cause obviously you're really into like health while being a fitness and stuff like that. Do you help coach them through that and kind of let them know how important that is on their journey? <laughs> um, well, I try, you know, I give them a little, mm -hmm. a little taste of that. I haven't completely integrated my health coaching into anything dance related or just doing health coaching on its own. Um, obviously I do personal training and stuff like that. I've taught at different studios when it comes to like TRX cause I'm certified in TRX. Mm -hmm. Um, but I haven't like integrated it yet. Yeah. You know, cause I uh, think, I think it's a big carryover and not many people utilize that very well as like they go we're just doing dance we're just doing this but like it's a big aspect of both worlds like if you're on well i can say like from seeing jason's tours the one especially the work you do with jason <laughs> it's not just going on stage and doing steps like you know it's a two-hour show of like hit training as well as like choreo <laughs> do you know what i mean like it's intense like especially yeah. for and i feel like people always get it twisted and go oh, the boys do all the intense stuff and the girls are just they're looking sexy and like i know you're you're not like that at all like you love getting down you love doing other things and it's very athletic so i think to, right. to get people more engaged in that side of dance as well where yeah you have to be able to be a great dancer but can you do a two-hour show with the athleticism that requires to do a jason's show you know right Absolutely. Yeah. I notice that a lot whenever we go into like tour rehearsals or even like a, with a really name artist when they're getting ready to do an award show, you spend a, a pretty good amount of time. But yeah, the like just the grueling aspect of eight hours a day and training and hitting that hard. Most of the time, our bodies were not ready for it. And, yeah. and that's what I see. I do see a lot of that. And that's when injuries end up happening, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is always like the worst and the thing that you don't want as a dancer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I really try to emphasize that to people, especially if touring is like their main goal. Like mm -hmm. you have to start now with with your health and with your endurance and self-care. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, it's going to your first week is going to be so brutal even if you're in like the best shape ever it still will end up being <laughs> Bro brutal broken yeah I, so you know i feel like it's, it's I feel like, it is overshadowed it's not it's not looked at the way it should be and like if you think of a professional footballer or a soccer player I was just or gonna an say that. NFL, yes. you know a, a, a huge part of their week is conditioning it's yeah it's practicing like throwing a ball and catching a ball but they've already got that right. skill right They've already have that skill. That's why they're doing that job. The rest of their week is mainly practicing conditioning and are they fit enough? Can they last the same amount of time? And it's weird to me how dance isn't seen that way. Right. I was just to say that I feel completely the same way because not, I mean, not only do we do a lot of repetitive motion that we need to then 
come back with some good therapy, but also we do a lot of stuff where it's like in the moment mm -hmm. and it's, it's different and it, and it's not what was, you know, put in the choreography or planned, you know, you get hyped, you get excited when you're on stage and you're like, yeah, I can go for that trick. I'm going to go. And you do it. And then afterwards you're like, Oh, yes. you know, maybe I wasn't so ready for that one. And you're like, dang it, why did I do that? But you got all like excited and hyped, you know? So it's elements like that that remind me of a football game. Like sometimes they have plays already set in motion, but that's not necessarily what happens during the game. They have yeah. to sometimes veer from those plays. So, uh, you know, unless you're like really conditioning and, and preparing your body for that, it's, it's definitely going to be a brutal journey. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of conditioning and preparing your body, I want to know how you how you got into dance. You started off doing, I believe, Kuro Ballet. Um, yeah, right? well, so, yeah, I did. I trained at the Kirov and um, I trained at the San Francisco Ballet. Uh, my brother was a dancer. Oh, when I was when I was little. Yeah. And so I watched him and I, I, I wanted to do anything that my brother did. So he was a dancer. I want to be just like him. I want to be a dancer. So that's kind of how it started. And then also I come from a very talented family. Mm -hmm. um, both of my parents danced. My dad was a dance roller skater and my mom just did like street dancing. <laughs> and we're a very musical family as well. Well, None of the mu music stuff passed along to me. My dad played like the stand-up bass and my brother literally can play like any instrument by ear. I clear he clearly took all those genes. They were wiped clean. They didn't pass along to me. That's fine. It's okay. But um yeah, it started from from there. And then, you know, I was um my father was military, so I traveled mm -hmm. a lot. So I actually didn't really have dance schools that I yeah. could go to, you know, on military bases, but because my family danced and it was just kind of around, like I, I was in it and I had the dream of it. And then when we did kind of settle down, yeah, I just went gung ho, but I did every, like I had a different studio for each style of dance that I did. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of doing everything at one place. Yeah. 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 So, so, and then, you know, St. Louis has kind of been my home and that, and that's what kind of really molded me into the dancer that I am. You, you said you were always on military bases, so you lived on a military base growing up, basically. So would, how would yes. you dance there? Would you just be like, mom, dad, show me some shit and get down? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Well, I remember, dude, it's crazy. I remember dancing in music class on the military base. I don't know why we would dance in music class, I guess, because the music came on. And you Maybe. know, Michael Jackson was big during that time. So I had his whole outfit. I would like mimic him. Not that there was cable, clearly. This was like in Germany. I had no real English channels over mm -hmm. there. So I don't know really how. I think a lot of it came from like my mind. Um, I do remember taking a couple of ballet classes at the YMCA in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> to the point that like the teacher gave me her point shoes and they didn't fit me. Clearly they weren't point shoes for me. And I put socks on with them and put the point shoes on and wore them. But like, I don't know. I thought I was like, you know, when you're a kid, you think you're phenomenal. And yeah. I was like, I'm a star. Like I'm a dancer. I remember creating these little signs that said like dance classes here. And I put and my parents let me post them outside. I'm sure they let me post them because like this was Germany. No one understood English that was driving by. So it was like, whatever. But, you know, I don't know. Like it was kind of 
it was crazy. So yeah, I just kind of like learned in the house and did what I thought and yeah, that, yeah that's so 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 when you moved back to America to St. Louis, how old were mm -hmm. you? I think that was like um, end of elementary school, beginning of junior high school. How old's that? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's why I just told you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, like, the worst is knowing like what age goes for what. I'm like, mm. I'm like, in in UK we don't know what elementary school is. I'm assuming that's like young. Yeah, that's pretty young. That's pretty young. I want to um, maybe like eleven. And then I guess you found your dance schools and you started taking it more seriously. Yes. And yes. actually learning from people. Someone said nine yeah. ten. Thank you. Nine ten. There you go. Oh, okay, awesome. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the help. Keep chiming in if you know the answers, peeps. It always helps. Um, so then you started doing it seriously. Did you do all styles then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, different studios though. Um, I took a lot of private lessons to like catch up. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a lot of classes with obviously people that were way younger than me as well. Um, which I was okay with. And actually in at San Francisco Ballet, when I made it there, I was in the a level with kids that were younger than me, than my age. But it was so worthwhile, plus because of the teacher that I ended up having. She was phenomenal. She let me actually go to her studio in the morning mm -hmm. first to take a ballet class. And then I'd go with her to San Francisco Ballet and take another class from her. And then she let me sit in on the boys' class because she also taught the boys. Sick. And so I literally would be in like three ballet classes a day from this lady. Now, mind you, I didn't miss the ballet history class in the morning to be able to go with her to her studio, but I <laughs> thought it was a little more important because I was behind. Yeah. So you need to you practice know, them tondus and pirouettes. You didn't I need needed to read. that extra. Yes, <laughs> no, I needed no. that extra practice. So you know, I definitely put in the hard work to kind of catch up. Yeah, that's 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 dope. When was it that dance then became the idea, the idea of dance being a career? Like, how did that come upon? Well, I mean, I feel like I always, as a kid, just like I always wanted to be a star. Mm -hmm. So it was always like in the mind, not that I necessarily knew how to make it happen. Um, because I actually, I had a love as well for science and medicine. Um, I went to college for pre-med um so <laughs> you know um a little bit different of a route but i think it like i knew of some jobs for dance um and then i, I my first well i guess my first i worked as a kid mm -hmm. just fyi i didn't i had an agent and so i did do movies and stuff like that um sick. yeah and and i i actually was um the Shamu character on on this uh, Czech cereal box as a kid because I fit into the costume. <laughs> Brilliant! So you already had the rea the reality of the industry already. You're like I'm wearing a like costume. a certain degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. And then we had an equity theater in um, St. Louis called the Muni, and so they brought in people. So I was doing musical theater as a kid as well. So I knew that there was that avenue. Um, I did go to New York first and. Because like I told you before, that music stuff didn't pass through to me. I do not sing. I cannot sing. Mm -hmm. I'm a realist. Um, so New York really wasn't for me. 
-hmm. And plus I was like, ah, eh, musical theater, I feel like you can do at any age because yeah. I actually um, had the pleasure of working with Ann Ranking, who um, is from All That Jazz. That's yeah. Bob Fosse's like, you know, prodigy and uh, Tommy Toon. And they were older. So when I looked at them, I was like, ah, oh, well, you're older. So that's something maybe I can do later on. And um, I guess my, my biggest first thing was I went and danced at Disneyland in Tokyo. And then from that, then I started seeing people that I knew in St. Louis doing like actual jobs, like music videos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. I, that's what I want to do. Yes, I can do that. And also as a kid, Paul Abdul was like my everything. Mm -hmm. And so I literally just like drove out to LA and, um, of course, I auditioned for the Lakers because that's what Paul Abdul did. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that route. I, I was a Laker, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just, it literally, well, a disclaimer, um, what kind of was the kick in my butt is that my father actually passed away. Okay. So his, um, I, I was pre-med and I, kinda, I, I went that route not only because I loved it, but I wanted to find a cure for my dad's cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, But my dad had this huge love of the arts. He wanted me to go to Juilliard. He used to like narrate my Nutcracker. Um, and so like when that happened, it just everything kind of lined up to just be like, yeah, go and do mm -hmm. it. And so literally we just like packed everything in the car and I drove out to LA and my mom was with me for three days. We like found a place and then she was like, all right, bye. And she left and then there I was. Yeah, that sounds like a great dad, man. Like, what, what, do, dad. what do I do now? <laughs> it, it, isn't, isn't it funny how the, like the worst tragedies that happen to us kind of shape and push us to do the things that I guess we kind of really want or we, we kind of don't do because we, we don't think it's the right thing. But it takes something tragic to happen for us to go, do you know what, I'm, I should really do that because that's what I want. Yeah. And look, yeah. imagine, imagine you hadn't, like, look at the career you've had. Do you know what I mean? Like, how you made the most of such an awful thing. Right, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it also really helps when you can see somebody else do it that you kind of personally know or have a, you know, they're at least an acquaintance or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, because I, I, um, I wasn't like a, a big competition kid at all, but I did occasionally go to a couple conventions growing up and being on Tremaine, like, you know, they had teachers there that were like in the industry. I knew of Barry Lather, but like, I just knew of him, mm -hmm. you know, I took a class of his, like he, but he was still like up here. I didn't personally know him. I still did just cause he did it. Yeah. Didn't mean that I knew how to like work my way to do it as mm -hmm. well. And so it wasn't until I like actually saw personal friends of mine from my dance studio that went and did it, that I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So what was like the break in the door? Obviously you went to New York and musical theater isn't the thing. You move, you come to LA. What's the what was the break through the door? Did you have to grind it out for a year with nothing like most dancers do, sometimes longer, or was it just one of those right place, right time, killed it, got the gig? Yeah, it was that. Um, you know, I, I I was blessed to become a Laker girl. That kind of you know happened pretty immediately when I got here, and then. Um, St. Louis, we just have a really good, amazing, tight-knit family. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, you know, had, like, not that I knew all the people, 
that we're from St. Louis, but just being from St. Louis brings this family together. And um, in St. Louis, we're really big on like going to clubs and battling. Mm -hmm. So that was like my world. And I came out here and of course went to like the clubs and bat was battling and met all the, you know, Swoop, Ed, Alfie, Roro, like all the greats. And most, um, most people don't even know who they are. That's what kills me. <laughs> you know? I, know. I know. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We're, 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 we're teaching. That's we're the, the point they're, of they're this. That's the point of this. Right. Exactly. But yeah, so I saw them, met them, and um, it was literally because of them. Like a swoop called me up for a private audition that Fatima was having. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I went to it. And not that I booked that job, but it got me in front of her. And then she called me up and asked me to do a job. And yeah. I was like, my very first job, I think my very first job, yes, my very first job was an award show. As you do. Yeah. St. <laughs> Louis yeah. Med, Med, Lakers Girl Award Show for Fatima Robinson. Right. <laughs> it was it was amazing and I I vividly remember cuz the um we started in the audience and we had to like run down the aisles and I remember being standing there and I turned to one of the girls and I was like this is my very first gig. <laughs> and then it was like go and then we like ran down the, like I just remember saying that and being like wow like this is reality right now. This is my this is my very first job. This is awesome. <laughs> so like it was so I don't know, like, it almost, you know, felt like a dream. Like, a lot of it just feels like a dream. Yeah, it's crazy how you go from, like, I guess, ballerina to Fatima Robinson. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's so far away. <laughs> well, it is and it isn't. So, like, because I, you know, yes, um, ballet is, like, foundational and, and really, like, my first love. And if I had all those skills to really be a prima ballerina, I would go do that. Um, but I also went to other studios for different things. Like I had a studio that was very musical theater based. Um, I had another studio that that's where I did all my hip hop. They were like all MC Hammer style dancers, like all that, like the tapping. I learned from um, uh, one of the gentlemen from the Four Step Brothers. Um, so, and then, oh, and then I had another teacher who, um, okay, well, let's just say, like, she was really big on, like, performing around town. Like, we did so many performances with her. Um, she wasn't your typical studio. We actually met most of the time at the Y. And I think she had a very creative nighttime job that she did. Let me just put oh, it like that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. But so I had people of all these different avenues, you know. Yeah. Um, Which I guess you can pick inspiration and uh, qualities from, do you know what I mean? As opposed to going, I'm just a ballerina and being very straightforward yeah. and I guess regimented. Because yes. if yeah. you think of the, the people you've worked for, like, you know, you work with like Fatima, Hi-Hat, like Rich and Tone, Jamaica, like Akamon. It's not like it's like, yes, you work for like the Brian Freemans, but like, you know, you put, oh, I've trained as a ballerina. Yeah, you expect you expect a Brian Freeman, but then you kind of wouldn't put, oh, Jamaica, Ackerman. Like, it wouldn't carry over. So it's just right. interesting. It's, it's so interesting to me how it goes from being, like, the ballerina to with all the hitters. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, you, uh, Amy gets down. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, but for me, it was like the same world because I feel like I'm like multiple personalities. So it, they were all a part of me and it made sense. For some reason, it just made sense. Um, I couldn't have one without the other. You know, um, I would always like hear. Um, why is my phone being weird? Um, when I was in ballet hearing classical music, I felt hip hop and I would do hip hop and vice versa. I'd be in hip hop class and then feel ballet. Um, I think it also helped though. See, I'm a bit of a rebellious type mm -hmm. and not like rebellious in the bad way. Like I was a great student, straight A student, no drugs, no alcohol, none of that stuff. But, um, my ballet teacher only wanted me to focus on ballet. Wow. And you're like, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> yeah. And so she really didn't want me taking the other stuff. But she had a very unique way of kind of telling it to you. Um, like she kind of at first told it to me because she didn't think I was taking it seriously. So she was like, I don't think that you should audition for any ballet schools. And I was like, oh what did you oh. oh okay so i'll be auditioning for every single ballet school then yeah okay just because you said no and i did and actually one of the auditions was at our studio for um pacific northwest ballet and i ended up getting a full ride to it and that was the, my first year auditioning and she was standing there and then so then but then she took it out on me so the next class i came to Man, I left that class crying. She went ham on me and she was like, well, if you want to be a ballerina, we need to step up your game. And I was like, oh, okay. But then it wasn't until like later on that she finally explained to me like why she wanted me to focus because she, she didn't think that I was taking it seriously and she saw something in me and really wanted me to pursue it. Yeah. And so she was just doing it for like a completely legit reason, but I didn't know that I didn't see that at the time. Mm -hmm. So anyone, when I was a kid, they would tell me no, like it was like, okay, I'm just a, yeah, bit go of do it. Bit, bit of tough love probably just to prepare you for what's to come. Absolutely. Cause I guess yeah. that is the industry we're in. It is one of the toughest of the toughest, you know, even when you're at the top, it's not like you're Michael Jordan making millions, you know, it's like, nope, absolutely it, not. Um, so, yeah. From booking that first job with Fatima, what was the journey? Mm -hmm. Like, like just straight in, got an agent, just started working? Oh, um, no, the first time I actually auditioned for an agent, I didn't even realize I was auditioning for an agent. I had no clue what it was because it wasn't as like, it was, they were there back then, mm -hmm. but I guess you like the hip hop community, they weren't completely used. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like, uh, I guess it pretty much like most of my work just actually most of my work came through Fatima when I first started working. Like once she started hiring me, I just kept working with her and with that crew. And then um, and then it just kind of it, it went from there. Like once those jobs happened, then then I finally got to meet Hi-Hat and then worked with her and those jobs happened. And then, you know, like with each thing, you meet more and more people and then it just kind of mm -hmm. grows your network and yeah what what do you think it is because obviously in the dance community what happens quite a lot is you end up in a camp you know what i mean like you yeah. end up working for a specific choreographer and kind of only that choreographer or that specific people you you've worked for a big variety of camps so to say what do you think it is that 
helped you be able to work for all these different camps and like what's i guess qualities is it or skills that allow that um well a i think each one i i some of them i did work with them at a certain particular point in my life and career mm -hmm. so that was definitely something but to me if you look at all the camps that i did work with they all have something in common like there's a commonality in them and they're like these creative geniuses and and the style was very complimentary like all i and i guess like well no i can't even say that i was gonna say that they love the same thing in me and they all don't love the same thing in me they all love something different in me but since with me being a split personality it really like made me complete because then i was able to do a little bit of amy for each person <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know i guess it was like the journey that god had planned for me to be able to because i'm the type of person that i want to work with everybody yeah like i so want to work with everybody and do everything that's just my my personality so um and that's has always kind of been like a really big goal of mine is mm -hmm. to to be that person so i guess that was kind of the driving be force behind me mm -hmm. and enabled those things to kind of happen yeah that's dope it's great that you got to venture and i guess leave plant your seed in all these different camps and i guess you've gone from working with all those camps as a dancer to being a part of the creative process with those camps right Yes. What what yeah. was the transition for you from just being the dancer to stepping into the creative teams? Um, actually, uh, uh, somebody else asked me this the other day, and in the beginning, I don't really know. Like when I when I assisted like Fatima and Hi Hat, like I I don't ever remember physically like saying it out of my mouth, mm -hmm. but it was just something that I always, I guess, expressed with my my work ethic and in rehearsal and just always wanting to like be there and be the person that they like figured stuff out on. I wanted to be the first person they called on. I just, I just wanted to be in rehearsal and sit there and watch like, what do you need? I'll help you out. Do you need this? Do you need that? Like, that's just kind of my, my nature. And, um, so I feel like they, they saw that. And then, um, and then later on, uh, yeah, I definitely became more vocal when I was either asked or I I said that yes, that you know, assisting and being mm -hmm. part of the creative team was definitely something that I loved doing. Now, it what later on there was definitely a choice I had to make of, mm -hmm. are you okay with not dancing, to be on that side, mm -hmm. um, and at that time it was an easy decision for me, and I was fine with that. Yeah, I guess you'd and, probably. You were, were you satisfied with your dance career? Like, do you know what I mean? Was it to, to a point where you're like, I've done almost everything or everything I want to do as a dancer. And now how do I, I guess, level up this into the next phase? Yes and no, because to me, I don't think that dance ever dies. I don't think that you ever step away from dance. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I know, I don't feel like I know that when I'm in my 60s, I will still do a dance commercial for something. I don't know what, I'm gonna do a dance project, but you're gonna see me dancing. I'm gonna be that like Insta-famous old lady that's like 72 years old that everyone posts about while she's dancing. <laughs> that's gonna be me. Like, I, I, just, I just feel that. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever gonna step away from dance. Mm -hmm. but, and, and that's, but I think that each journey is its journey in its own entity. And so 
that's fine to be in this journey for its own entity. I'm not going to leave the other behind or not give it love. I'm still going to provide it love. I still like dance. I still want to be the best dancer. I still want to improve on my dancing. Like I'm mm -hmm. still that same mind frame as a dancer. Yeah. And you know, when I can pull it out, I'll pull it out. Sure. But you know, I think it's just the the journey that I chose. Yeah, and I was okay with choosing it. I think it's a bit different from the UK to the states. Like in the UK, once you kind of make that leap and start becoming one of the creatives, you kind of stop being given the opportunity to be the dancer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of one or the other. But I feel like it's a little less like that in the states because even when I worked with you, you were you were creative and you danced. And you I danced. I mean? Yeah. Like, but I think that's because my mentors all did the same. Like one, um, one of my first, not not the first award show, but the next award show, Fatima, Rich, like Swoop, they were all on the same stage with me. Like it was crazy. So you know, like I, it, I, I had like I able to do a project with her and sit there and literally watch her dance, and I was just like this the whole time. You know, so like I, my mentors have also done the same. You know, yeah. they've gotten up and danced as well on projects. So I guess that's kind of what, like, put it in my head that you you don't really ever, like, leave it because they didn't leave it. They still came out and did it. Yeah, for sure. So when you're part of – now you're part of the creative team and you do a lot of the hiring, what kind of what, – what do you look for in a dancer when deciding to, like, book them for a job? Because I feel like, you know, when you're an upcoming dancer and you're just going to auditions, you – yeah, or maybe you've not had very much experience working for people. You kind of just go in going, I've just got to be dope. But, you know, there's so much more to it than that. Like, what are some of the things that you specifically look for? Right. Um, well, what I, I, A, first off, I love casting. That's, like, such my, my thing that I love, love, love to do. Um, I personally, and I know a lot of um, the people that I work with, they want someone that's truly confident in themselves and know what they have to offer mm -hmm. and that they're not just kind of, okay, yes, you know, wear something body conscious and give this and do that and do that. And like following these steps, mm -hmm. but actually thoroughly know who they are and know how to present that and also present it still while doing your choreo mm -hmm. and make your choreo come to life. Yeah. You know, so um, that that's definitely a huge thing for me. Like, and then plus for me, I really love for people to like show off, like show what's great about yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I just love, you know, I <laughs> when I used to hold auditions, I have to like watch myself now, but um, I used to lose my voice because half the time I'd be sitting there yelling and screaming like, ah! I think oh, yeah, I think like, you, you did in the UK for the audition too. You had no voice by the end. And in rehearsals it was done, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So like I just love that. That's amazing. Like I just support dance and I I just want the best for everyone and I really want them to like bring out the best thing and like be able to leave because it we're in such a difficult industry where it's not like a normal person that they go and interview, do a bunch of interviews for a gig and they get the job. Mm -hmm. and then they're done it's like no we never stop interviewing for a job it's it's a almost an everyday thing that we're doing and that's that's really hard on the ego it's just hard on the mental and so you know I try to make 
auditioning the most enjoyable process and I just want people to go away and be like oh my god that felt amazing whether or not I got the job or not mm -hmm. it felt good yeah. like because I know for me back in the day that's what was everything it, it I didn't care if I booked the job I only cared about how I felt mm -hmm. after the audition if I felt like I gave my best and I did a good job I was fine Mm -hmm. But it was those auditions that I left and I was crying and I knew I didn't give my best foot. And uh, that's the ones that I don't want other people to repeat. Yeah, that's great advice. Like, I guess sometimes it's not even necessarily about booking the job. It's like if you leave that room knowing you gave your all, then you've done you've done all that you could have done. Exactly. You know I mean, and exactly. And in, in, in this industry, rejection is a massive part of it. And I feel like... Uh, it's difficult because we're in a profession which is our love. You know, we've craft, we've spent our entire life nurturing this thing to go, okay, I'm going to show you all now and the whole room are going to watch me and I really need you to love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you wouldn't yeah. just give your baby to someone and go look after that for the day. Peace out. Let me know right. what you think about it later. Yeah. But you do that exactly. about our talent and our skills. So yeah. it's, it's, it's quite hard to get rejected or to be told no to the job so i guess you have to coach yourself to go you know what it's okay that you get a no as long as you gave your all and if you didn't give your all you've got to hold yourself um like accountable and figure out why yes exactly no that's exactly. that's a dope thing like i feel like not many people would think about when they audition that they just showed them off to the best of what they are and be confident with it they're always trying to figure out what the person's looking for or, or figure out who then who they're meant to be like that was a big part who of the, they're meant to be yes that was, that was a big part of the beginning of my career i was like i wasn't really into jazz funk and stuff like that but in the uk at the time that was the kind of dancing which was popping you know brian freeman was the the god here taking every audition and i was like okay i need a i need to be able to kill that stuff even though it didn't feel comfortable for my body and i didn't necessarily love performing that way i still love dancing and it was still fantastic but it wasn't a true reflection of me you know what i mean and until i got to work dancing the kind of styles of movement that i like to do that i was like i'm finally like uh, this is 100 percent me and it was so much more satisfying doing those jobs then as well you know absolutely but i was yep. always trying to figure out who i thought i was meant to be and not who i was yeah agree totally um it reminds me of when I was on the Lakers that, yeah, like there was, it was, it was a certain little box that this is who you are and this is what you need to be. And, um, yeah, once again, we know that I don't do very well with that. <laughs> I don't no. do very well with people telling me that. So yeah, cause that wasn't me. Yeah. I knew that wasn't me, you know, and, and you're right. When you know, it's not you, you just, you can't give it your all. You can't like, be the best you that you can be if it's not you. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's one. What's your favorite performance and why? That you've ever either performed or been a part of the creation or whatever? Because <sighs> well, uh, your performance list, like, you know, it's like this. So they're all pretty special. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, anytime I'm able to perform, it's special. And anyone that's a dancer knows that the second that you get on a stage, that high, there's no, there's nothing in life. I don't, you know, you know how much I love chocolate. Chocolate <laughs> does not even compare to the high that you get when you're on stage. Like it isn't. Um, I have two main moments that like really stick out in my head. One, obviously being um, 
Jason's tour just because of the fact that like I created it and choreographed it and and danced in it. So it was like all all of my and, all and, my stuff in one. And you did the set design too, right? Yes. Yes. Like you, I did. You, you yes. didn't just make the steps. You literally made the show. Yes, exactly. Because I, I I took courses in that. Yeah. Um, but it, so like, yeah, it was literally like all of me um, that got to do like literally have a little baby, birth a little baby. So it was awesome. Um, and it was with an artist that I like had helped develop as well. So that was what was cool. And um, the other thing, the other one would would be a little more personal would be a little more just for me mm -hmm. and my ego um and it happened to be a summer show that was like you know um a radio show that just had yeah. multiple uh, artists on it I've, i who was i out with i don't even remember the artist that i was out with all i remember is that we as dancers had to go out on stage first and there was only two of us and the other girl was supposed to go out on stage first and like freestyle and hype of the crowd and it was my turn and i don't know for some reason she was like no you gotta go and i was like okay so i went out there and when i started dancing and the crowd started yelling for me now of course they all started chanting like Go, white girl. <laughs> which was great. Which was awesome. It's still um, a compliment. It's still a compliment. It's still a huge compliment. But the fact that they were yelling for me yeah. was, I think, what was, like, the most amazing thing, you know, because most of us don't ever get the opportunity to be the star. We're, we're – we're still background talent, mm -hmm. you know, especially in an artist situation. So to literally be the only person on the stage dancing and for them to be yelling, like made my, like literally yeah. made my life was well, like, it, wow. It comes back to that, I guess, 10 year old Amy who just wanted to be a star. Yeah. You know, it carries back Absolutely. over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that okay. was probably, and, and I know that's like, it, there's no name or any like, wasn't like, oh, you know, the, woo -woo. no, it was literally just some random radio show. Yeah. And it's, it probably wasn't even one of the greatest artists. It's always one of those ones where it's like, this isn't the best gig, but for some reason I'm having a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Um, okay. What about the other way? Have you got any like nightmare job that you didn't think you could pull off and you did? Because huh. that's that's what defines like how truly great you'd be. You know, when it's one of those ones where you're like, I'm never gonna make this work. This is impossible. Right. And then you pull it off. I mean, there was some artists that I never thought I'd work for mm -hmm. just because I thought they were out of my look and my wheelhouse. Um, but I ended up working for them. I'm trying to think of like anything in particular i mean yeah there's definitely been like struggles and things but not in the sense of like oh i definitely didn't see myself doing it mm -hmm. and then i went and did it i'm sure there is I, i'm yeah. sure there is yeah for sure. i'm just not thinking of it right now because I, I, for me my um my memory of you is like always thinking how 
much of a trooper you were and how you you just keep going when when shit gets hard like when we did uh the jason gig like even the rehearsal period like shit just got difficult when we got to the set the stage wasn't how it was meant to be they changed the stage and sabotaged your entrance like and you still got up and roasted the whole thing you know what i mean like it, it's shit like that where it's like and you were you were a creator you were a dancer you were telling jason what to do and when we got to the stage it was like this wasn't anything that we've been told we were meant to be on like the whole show had to change there and then which obviously we're used to but doing that as a dancer and a creator and then your dance track being sabotaged by the techies <laughs> like yeah i mean that was definitely one for the books especially since it got caught on tape and in pictures like literally that was that was definitely a crazy one but yeah i i don't know i think i mean i'm i'm an emotional person so i think my emotions help push me through things though mm -hmm. as much as that you know um <laughs> they might they might bite me in the butt in the end sometimes but they definitely will push me through that moment that's for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure so earlier on you said that you were a part of jason you know uh i guess creating jason not even creating his tour but you worked with him on building and like creating the artist how did that come about and what's the process of that how do you help create someone be an artist do you know what i mean uh, yeah no that was um akamon akamon started with him and um akamon I had brought in Cody as well. So Cody did some artist development with him and he brought me in to do artist development. And literally with like artist development, you're just doing privates with them. And a lot of times it's not even, you, you won't even have like a show in mind. You're literally just developing them as an artist and helping them figure out what's their movement, what's their motivation, what, what's their character, what are their facial expression, what's their body language saying, what's their style, like the whole nine. Um, and so, yeah, we would like, he's probably like one of the hardest working yeah. artists out there and would literally be doing privates all the time and we'd just be workshopping stuff and, and trying new things and, and just expanding on the vocabulary and figuring out what things worked, what didn't, you know, mm -hmm. so. Would you still like and, to do stuff like that in the future? With oh my artists? goodness. I love artist developing. Um, Akamon had me do that with Haley Steinfeld as well. Um, yeah, I've done it with a number of people and it's, yeah, it's, it's once again, it takes me to that like mentorship lane where like I'm mentoring them. I'm seeing them develop. I'm, I'm, I'm their teacher. Like I like seeing the growth and just seeing things happen for them. It's just, it's the most, uh, you know, rewarding thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet it's so rewarding, especially seeing, like, if you've been with Jason from the beginning to now, I bet it, <clears throat> you know what I mean? You've created a superstar. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I'm not currently with him. But just you're part, FYI, part, of, part but of the process. I was part of the you, process. You, 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 got, you, got, you got through the hard bit. <laughs> I got through the hard bit. The hard Absolutely. Bit. Yes, yes, yes. You that know is it, true. You got it. You got it. Yeah. So what's your... What is your goals for the future in your career? Ooh, I have so many of them. I'm that person that I'm not very good at like focusing on one thing because I'm very ADD. I'm all over the place. Um, so I have so many different loves. Mm -hmm. Once again, I think it's like me and all my styles. I have a different love for each style, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, obviously, yes, still doing creative direction. Mm -hmm. um, being in that mode is, is phenomenal. And um, I thoroughly love it. So anything that is engulfed underneath the creative umbrella, 
is something that I would want to be a part of, whether it is from the production side of things, directing or choreographing. Mm -hmm. um, my mentorship program is definitely something that I really would love to continue with and develop um, and have that in mind. Um, what else? Wow, there's so many things. I think the mentoring I thing. I think the mentoring thing is great because I feel like it's something you're offering someone a different insight into the industry that they can't really get from just taking class. Yeah. Do you know what well, I mean? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We come out here and we're used to like taking a class and you get feedback and you have a little safe safe zone that you get to go to and then you come out here and it's like sharks and nobody's telling you anything and you know you're like ah so yeah you know I, I i try to be that person for people to give them that feedback and and hopefully provide a safe place because um i've been blessed to have really amazing people around me and when i do create that they create a safe place and i can sit there and fall on my head and it'd be okay yeah. and they'll just giggle and laugh. I have video clips of me. Literally, I'll be like, Jamaica, wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I, I could do this. And it, it, like, literally, it'll be like, boom, fall. <laughs> boom, fall. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got this. I know it's going to happen. Wait. Like, literally on tape. It was the funniest thing. And when I saw it the other day, I was like, yeah, okay. I, I look crazy. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, th I think you'd make, well, obviously, you will, you do make a great mentor. But I, from my personal experience, I remember being on the way home from Glasgow with you. And you asking me about, you know, what's dance life like in the UK? And I remember saying to you, you know, it just doesn't fit me. Like, I feel like I don't fit in. All the jobs I always do are with Americans. And I never really right. work for British choreographers. And you're the one who said to me, well, then why are you here? Get a visa. And I remember <laughs> going, how do I do that? And you were just like, just apply for a visa. And you're like, I'll help you. What do you need? And I was like, huh? This is possible. And, you know, you're the one that gave me that push over the edge to go, do you know what? Like, everyone was like, you need to book a tour in the UK first. You need to do all this stuff in the UK first. And you were the one that always said to me, no, you don't. You don't need to follow everyone else's thing. Just take the leap. Go. And I was like, okay. You know? Yeah. Even I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. I hate I hate when people, like, have this these steps that you got to do this. Why? Like, that was a huge change in point in my life. I mean, that changed my whole mindset of my career, and it changed the outcome of my career. So... For me, just, just that, you know, that week period had such an impact on me. I think people being able to spend a month with you is huge. And especially as I feel like you can really give someone your, like, your, your attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I know you're working a lot and you're teaching a lot, but it's not like you're, um, you, you haven't got a studio. You're not running 28 different projects. You can probably very much focus on helping those people. Yep. Yeah, no, my my very first one, I literally like took the whole month off and that's all I did for mm -hmm. the whole month. Even the, this last two week one, oh, well, clearly we're in <laughs> quarantine. So a little bit different, but you know, there are actually other things that I do like to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, I literally was like not doing anything for the next two weeks, you know, and just devoting my time to that. So um, yeah, no, it's just, it's really, it's amazing. It, it's, it's really amazing. And, um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I have a couple of like, really, I, I think some really great people that came into my life that I just saw things for. And then when they achieved them, the feeling that I got, I was just like, I, I need to have that feeling all the time. Yeah. You know? 
and yeah. just being so proud of them and what they did it was just like wow that's mm. awesome yeah giving giving back to people as opposed to just dancing for yourself i guess yeah. it's diff a different and plus i really like being right and so then <laughs> i come back and see i told you so i told you that was what you were supposed to do brilliant brilliant <laughs> comes back to rebellious i knew that right? was uh, that's so perfect. Uh, we've only got two minutes left. Um, someone okay. has said, can you tell me more about your mentorship? But I will tell them to go to your website, right? Got Amy Dance? Yes. Yeah, or they can hit me up. I'm really accessible. Like, you can DM me. I check my DMs. I, like, I don't have, like, a plethora of, of DMs that come through daily, yeah. you know? So I check that. No, but I really, um, I like talking with people. I, I like to talk clearly yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> even though i'm an introvert i love talking um so yeah they could just hit me up and i'll tell them more about it because i have a um i'm working on having a couple of different ones and i also want to kind of have some that are for people that are, i've never mentored but then i have a lot of girls that um want to continue growing and so i want to create something a little separate for um those people that have actually done my mentorship in the past mm -hmm. so that they can use it to keep growing yeah they can upgrade to level two exactly. <laughs> yeah upgrade to level two well amy thank you so much this has been an absolute privilege i've had a great time no thank to you, you. um i will put all the information for your website and how to contact you in the bio um everyone make sure you go and follow amy she's awesome um and thank you so much. Please stay safe. And I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for doing this. No worries. All thank right. you. Bye, Amy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. Also, go and check out Jamie's podcast, The Business of Show Business. You can find that on iTunes and all other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.